You are listening to A Taste of Romamu, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Romamu, please visit romamu.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. The Holy Baal Shem Tov. The Holy Baal Shem Tov was a really bad student in Cheder. He didn't like going to school. And the Baal Shem Tov said about himself that he used to go to school late, or when he would go to school, he would run out of school and go into the forest because he couldn't stand sitting in a classroom. Something about the classroom format didn't speak to him. You might say that he had special needs. <laughs> so on one particular morning when the Baal Shem Tov made his way to, to Cheder, to, to school, it was a particularly difficult morning. Kids were throwing things everywhere, and the Baal Shem Tov was a very sensitive soul. And some of you know the story already, so it's worth repeating. The Baal Shem Tov ran out of the classroom and he ran into the forest and uh, he just couldn't get over how much discord there was, dissonance in, the cl- in, in school. It didn't feel like a place where he could connect with his heart, with God. And so at a very young age, sensitive as he was, he went out into the forest. And as he tells the story, he was standing in the forest crying when he felt a tap on his back. And he turned around and it was a very old man and he'd never seen this man before in his life. And he asked him who he was, and he said a name to him. And he was a little bit scared, and he said to the Baal Shem Tov, he said, Yisrola, he said, Surli, he said, it's okay, don't worry. He said, I know what was happening in school. And I've come here to give you a blessing. So close your eyes, he said. So literally, Yisrola, the Baal Shem Tov closed his eyes. He was a little bit nervous, and he closed his eyes, and the stranger put his hand over the Baal Shem Tov's eyes. And when he opened his eyes, the man wasn't there anymore. And he said that all he remembers the old man saying to him was, I bless you with Haley Goigen. I bless you with holy eyes. And the Baal Shem Tov said that he went back into the cheder. He went back into his little one-room schoolhouse. And wherever there were kids that were throwing things, all of a sudden his eyes could see them, that they were so sweet and so holy. All of a sudden his eyes were open and he could see their hearts. He could see what was motivating them. He could see what was behind Everything that they were doing, the Baal Shem Tov's eyes were opened, and the whole world opened for him. And I mentioned the story at the beginning of our little shmuz tonight because tomorrow morning when we read Parshat Shlach, when we read about the spies like us, the spies who are sent, not really spies, but scouts who are sent into the land of Israel, there's a very important connection between the spies world and the world of eyes. The spies are told, the first thing that they're told, Moses commands 12 incredible leaders, 12 chieftains, 12 Roshay, Yisrael, Hema, Kulam, Anashim, great people, and he gives them a task, go into the land and see the land. The word see is word, item ota. See the land and see that, what it is. And the verb mahi, 
What is it? Ma, he appears over and over again. Ma, what is it? What is it? Four times, ma, ma, what is the land? And then later on in the Torah, in a clear literary connection between the beginning of the Parsha and the end of the Parsha, the Torah tomorrow morning will teach us about these fringes that are on the four-cornered garments that we wear, called tzitzit. And it's very clear from the verses that the Torah wants to connect the beginning of the Parsha, the whole thing having to do with the spies and what they see, and these tassels that are supposed to be on your garment. The reason for that is simple. There are words that connect the beginning and the end of the Parsha. Uri'itam is one, and you will see it. It's said both by the tzitziot and by the spies. And also the word latur, which means to go reconnoiter, go and scout out the land. Right? I love that word, reconnoiter. What a reconnoiter. Reconnaissance. That's the word used to describe the action that the tzitzit have on the individual who looks at them appropriately. You will not reconnoiter, you will not scout after your eyes. You will not be led astray. The connection between the spies and the tzitziot are powerful. What's going on? Yitzchak Arama in the Akedat Yitzchak, one of the great Rishonim, says that what happened in the sin of the spies, whatever that was, because in the story, honestly, it's not such a bad thing. Let's be honest. Nothing really happens. They come back. They lack a little bit of faith, but they tell the truth, apparently. They say something different than the actual task that they had been given. They've been given the task of going to see Ma. What is it like in the land? What's going on there? Come back and tell us the facts, Jack. You be reporter, says, Akedat Yitzchak Yitzchak Yatsu, they remove themselves from the world of being reporters to the world of advisors. They not only gathered facts about the land, but they also then gave Moses what they thought was possible. And that says the Akedat Yitzchak, that's the spy's issue. They use their eyes in order to tell them what is possible when all they were supposed to do was tell them what is. They were just supposed to bring back facts. What's going on? But they added their commentary. They added their commentary, and in that moment, they revealed that underneath what their eyes saw, there was what their hearts were afraid of. It's such a powerful teaching for all of us, right? How many of us look out into the world and think that we are just gathering facts, right? We're just taking in the world as it is, mahi. I know that I was talking to somebody this week who, um, who said to me, you know, I've been having an issue in school, I'm a teacher, and on the face of everything, I'm looking at this child who's been very, very difficult, and if I just report on the facts, right, I can't help but hear my own judgments as I write them down. Why is he so disruptive? I wish that he wouldn't be so disruptive. Why is he so impatient? Teacher was telling me that as she recorded what was, she couldn't help but see that she was so far from really seeing what was happening because there was a, a layer of her perception that was being colored by what she wanted or didn't want. Her desire was getting in the way. 
see the land and take, tell us what it is. What's the nature of the land? What's it all about? And then we'll decide. We'll remind ourselves what it is that is possible for us. It's so important when we look out into the world to be able to distinguish between what is and the agenda or the fear or the places in us that are triggered that we bring to a situation that color the land that is promised. Here they are, the Israelites, right? They have a promise from God. They're so close, and they slip slide away. They slip slide away because the spies who bring back a fearful report are tapping into their deep-seated fear, their deep-seated desire to stay exactly where they are. Or item at the Aretz Mahi, see the land and just tell us what it is. No advice, just what do you see? Plain and simple. Seeing the world, Frederick Frank, who wrote a book called The Zen of Seeing, being able to see the thing, as it were, without our commentary, is a lifelong practice. My dear Rebbe, should live and be well, Rebbe Zalmashak, Shalomi, once was writing about the usage of God names. He says, it's so wonderful, in his own inimitable way, he would say, it's so wonderful, it's so wonderful that we have God names. So wonderful that we have labels to affix to various things, their handles, concepts. But we should be very clear, he says, that our God names are not the thing itself. Moses wanted to see if the, if the, the spies could bring back the thing itself if he could bring back the very experience. And with that experience, would the spies be able to convey a sense of the possible to those that were there? I'm very much thinking about the Baal Shem Tov and about his eyes. I'm thinking about his eyes because I recognize, I recognize, I realize that, that in the spiritual world, the eyes are influenced by the heart. And the clearer the heart, the clearer the eyes. The clearer our intentionality, the clearer our own perceptions of where we are and how we color what we come to. The cleaner our relationship with the world around us, the clearer and cleaner it will be. Spiritual work, more often than not, is the process of returning projections that we've placed onto the world back to where they belong inside of us. That we can have a, an unmediated to some degree experience of what it is that is outside of us. That's hard work, everyone. There is such a small gap between what we see and how we experience it. It's the deepening of that gap the spreading it out wider so that we can actually know what film, what screen we place on the reality that we see that will actually give us access to the world to some degree as it is. I think that's what's motivating the connection with tzitzit. Tzitzit, these poker outers, as they really mean, tzitziot mean things that poke out. These tzitziot, these poker outers, are telling each and every one of us to develop the quality of looking at something, right? Something like this, this wonderful visual aid. Or see it, 
See him, see it. See it without all of your projections. See it without all of the places that you bring that cover. Allow that which is underneath, which is the are, to come forward. I just wanted to share that with you this evening. And I want to I wanna call forth tonight and pray, not only through the words that I've shared, but also in my own heart, that those in our community and those whom we know whose perceptions are limiting their life in some way, whose perceptions are in some way blocking an innate faith that they might have in themselves or in a given situation that they're in, that those in our lives whose, whose hearts are full of fear, and because of that fear they're seeing a world that isn't friendly and isn't safe and secure, that those hearts will be softened, they'll be emboldened and strengthened to be able to see a world that is as it is, a safer world. God should bless all of those who are in need of that this evening in the honor of, of the tzitziot, of the uriitem otam uzachatem et kol mitzvot adunai. May we remember the places of courage that we have within, within ourselves and let us say amen. amen.